Okay, welcome back, all of you Ursine drug fans. That's a weird one. To the fifth annual collection of 31 amazing horror movies in October, we lovingly call the Halloween Screamathon. I am your host, Otis, and tonight I am joined by my lovely wife, Katie. Hi. And my boy, Greg. Hey, Greg's in the house. What up, Greg? It's like, welcome back, Cotter, but <laughs> welcome, much Greg. better. Welcome, Greg. welcome, Black. Welcome, Black. <laughs> oh, we got to have like a nice beat in the back. <laughs> Someone's already sampled that song, actually. Oh, shit, man. It's a good-ass song. It's like kids in the background <laughs> singing, Welcome back, welcome back. I, I don't even know. I heard it on some sort of sporting event. Maybe it was NBA. I'm I'm imagining the song, and I'm already wiggling, so. Uh, you I know, mean, it's, it's I already good. Let me look up on who sampled. I'm going to check that out in a second. <laughs> so, <laughs> sit back and relax and enjoy our review of the 2023 American comedy horror film, Cocaine Bear, inspired by true events. That is actually true. Hit that music. Spookies, everyone. This is episode 14 of the fifth annual Halloween Screamathon. And it's it's cool. We were going through episodes, and then my boy Greg, you know, earlier a few months ago, Greg said he hated us and he won't he was trying to kill us, you know. And we we worked out our problems. And Greg's like, I guess I don't hate you as much anymore. And so he came back to the podcast. So it's good to have you back, Greg. I'm glad you don't hate us anymore. Oh, uh, wow. Okay. Um Damn. <laughs> me and greg we had a canadian fight we were rolling through leaves and stuff and then katie broke it up and then we just didn't talk for a while you accidentally pushed her down and then she didn't she didn't trust me around you anymore for a while and then uh you had to fix that relationship because you were too much of a hothead and she was too much of a smart girl who loved the environment and okay i'm going way too deep into this <laughs> <laughs> You were going. You were going to make me watch Degrassi very soon if you keep Dude, this up. I've been itching to do do me some Degrassi watching. But anyway, we'll talk about Degrassi another day. But anyway, Greg he wanted to do a spooky movie, spooky adjacent, if anything. But he gave the caveat the genre of man versus beast, and so we cracked out a couple of ideas. But then it hit me and it hit him that shit. We haven't watched Cocaine Bear, and I've been wanting to watch that for a hot minute. It came out in, what, February? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I was like, yeah, let's do Cocaine Bear. So I have a couple more ideas if you want to stay in Man vs. Beast's world, Greg. I have a couple of spooky ones that deal with people fighting animals. So if you want to keep that going, we got that. Because I, I got some, that. I got some really that. good ones. But Cocaine Bear actually named Crazy Bear in some countries, uh, 40 Uninitiated. Uh, this is a movie that is loosely, loosely based on the true story of the cocaine bear, or his, it's, it's a female in this movie, but his real name, Pablo Escobar. That's so much better. Yes. 
uh, or Koki the bear, depending on who is talking about this. Pablo Escobar should have been this fucking the title of this movie. <laughs> it's pretty. That is fantastic. <laughs> Koki the bear sounds very local TV child program ish. I like it. Right, <laughs> but. Pablo Escobar, or the cocaine bear, was a 175-pound American black bear that fatally overdosed on cocaine. So this movie is already taken one step toward fantasy world because you can't just ingest, oh, how many pounds did it ingest? So the bear, Pablo Escobar, ate around 75 pounds of cocaine. And it might have been less, honestly, but... Um, you can't do that. Nothing in this world can eat that much cocaine and survive. So the movie I mean, a whale probably could. It's like probably a blue still whale. jack it up, you know. I don't like, know. It's hearts the size of a VW bug, so yeah. it might be okay. <laughs> Seventy-five pounds of coke probably isn't that much to a blue whale, but yeah, you never know. But uh, narcotics officer turned drug smuggler Andrew C. Thornton the second. So the person at the beginning of this movie. Chunking out bags of cocaine was a real person and was doing the exact thing in the movie. But instead of falling and bumping his head and falling out of the plane, he jumped out. But he had 80 pounds of coke on him and it messed up the parachute and he fell to his doom. So he had two pistols on him, gold fucking penny loafers and a bulletproof vest as he fell into someone's driveway and died with cocaine all over him. Uh, This was actually real. And the Georgia Bureau of Investigation found a dead black bear that ate a large amount of cocaine from the c- containers that came from the Cessna in the air. So th- all of that is real. But, you know, some officials came down and were like, that bear probably instantly died from eating like a brick. If anything, just a brick, it'd probably be super dead. But if it kept eating it, if it was really hungry, yeah, that bear probably had a bad time and then probably just quietly fell over <laughs> It just died. Kind of like how you shoot like buffalo in um uh Oregon Trail. They just like they just instantly drop. Yeah, they er, just fall to this side. That's that's it. So Pablo Escobar was taxidermied and given to the Chattahoochee River National Recreation Area. Uh it disappeared for a while. And one Waylon Jennings was in ownership of this said bear for a hot minute. So yes, the gambler owned Pablo Escobar for a bit and then it made its way to the Kentucky Fun Mall Lexington Kentucky and it's still there to this day um it's weird <laughs> um some people say that the bear in Lexington isn't the real Pablo Escobar but um it, that bear was all jacked up from being you know old as shit because that happened in 1985 but i don't know if it's not the same bear yeah. Uh, apparently, Cocaine Bear has the authority to legalize binding weddings in the mall. Uh, I don't know how and why. Apparently, Kentucky's marriage laws make that a thing that a fucking inanimate object can marry you. Um, that's weird. But I guess if you want to get married by the Cocaine Bear, I guess just go to Kentucky and you can do it. Um, apparently, some people say that the claim is partly true, that the bear doesn't have the authority, but the state of Kentucky can't invalidate marriages performed by the bear if the parties believe that the person marrying them can do it. So if you act dumb and say, oh, yeah, cocaine bear can marry me and Katie, then they can't stop you from doing it. 
But if you're like, oh, that's a fucking bear, a dead stuffed bear, bears can't do that. Then like, okay, well, you can't get married then. So as long as you play dumb, you can be married by Pablo Escobar. So if you're clinically insane, <laughs> you could get married by a stuffed Coke bear. Yeah, just got to act dumb. Yikes. Yeah. So uh, imagine like getting super high and pretending that you're married, you know, being 18, getting super high and then like pretending that you're married in front of this bear and then being stuck with that shit ass person for the rest of your life because <laughs> you were super high and was like, yeah, this bear married me. I'm married. <laughs> I mean, surely you still have to sign some paperwork or something, right? In, ad- in addition to the ceremony? I hope, but it's Kentucky. You don't know. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah. You put some ink on the, the bear's paw and just stamp it down on the paper. <laughs> just move the paw on the, on the paper. <laughs> well, that looks legal to me. It's totally legal. <laughs> What they do with the uh, like what artists do on Instagram with their dogs, or like put paint on their nose and then just have them oh like, just stomp stick, it, yeah. stomp their nose on things. Like <laughs> so, back in 2021, Universal Pictures they announced that Cocaine Bear was going to be uh, an actual thing, a movie, and Elizabeth Banks. So the same Elizabeth Banks that played Effie in Hunger Games, Hunger Games, and was the person that helped create the Pitch Perfect film series mm-hmm. it, i believe it is a book i don't know but it made the film series and tons of other movies a lot of comedies uh this was her first i was no not her first action because she did charlie's angels that remake or continuation or requel it's something like requel. that yeah a requel she's but, done some other things and she not? she's done quite a few lately yeah she's in a lot of stuff yeah she's been busy good for her so she, this was her chance to crack out a movie so Katie, what did you think about Cocaine Bear? I really, really liked this movie. It's going to be one of those, uh, quote, scary movies that I go back to and watch a whole bunch of times because it's more comedic than it is uh, scary. And it was right up my alley. Like, it's stupid humor. And I loved it. Greg, what about you? I echo all those sentiments. It was absolutely ridiculous. I will never watch it again unless I'm with a group of friends who decide they want to watch it because that's just something you want to watch with, with the with the group, you know, just to have a good time and make fun of it together and laugh at it together. Um, watched it alone. Definitely won't do that again. Not that I was scared or anything. Just you, you need a group for that type of. Yeah. Life. Yeah. Um, but I was not upset at the waste of time. <laughs> it was a quality waste of time and a quality bad movie. And as we know, there are bad movies that are you know, you have your bad movies, then you have your bad movies. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. I've prided myself on watching bad and bad movies all the time. So I absolutely feel that this movie was great. It had its minuses. No movie is absolutely perfect. Shit, even Kill Bill is not perfect in my eyes, but I really love it. But this movie, um, I absolutely enjoyed all the scenes with the bear attacking people it felt like a um it's a slasher film that bear was like jason in the woods this was like friday the 13th a cocaine edition you know you can't stop it you just got to run off that's all you can really do and the slowest person is going to get ripped apart and i really enjoyed that now there were some parts with this movie trying to give some type of a message or having little side plots and things I wasn't the biggest fan of um, the movie's called Cocaine Bear. I, I just want Cocaine Bear. I don't care about your yeah. family. Bear, issue. chase, kill, evade. 
I didn't really need the whole uh, the family sentiment involved in it at all. Yeah, and it wasn't even that strong of a family sentiment, but they tried. They really did try. But um, I, if you give me enough ammo with something, if you tell me like, oh, okay, Katie has dealt with a lot of loss and she's trying her best to get back on her feet and this, this, and that. If you give me enough ammunition with any type of theme or genre, I will follow it. I'll be like, okay, shit, I want to see Katie get better. You know, her and Bella are trying to, like, mend their relationship. You know, Bella's like her mom. I don't know. Just some dumb idea. But if it's just, like, a couple of lines and that's it about, like, her family issues, I'm like, I don't really care. Really. So, but this movie wasn't crazy long, so I guess they just had to keep moving. It's 95 minutes, so I guess there wasn't time to really build up people's backstories. But So why, so why even bother? Yeah, but some of the backstories had so much... They tried to make them more important, but they didn't put enough effort into it. It was really odd, but uh, this is a fun one. Um, I forgot to bring up, but this movie was produced by Phil Lord and Christopher Miller. Now... I don't know if you know those names, but if you've watched any amazing, wow, I said amazing Spider-Man, amazing Spider-Man animated films recently, yeah, they're the guys that they made them. They were the ones in charge of Into the Spider-Verse and Beyond? Across. 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 Beyond's the next one, I believe. And they did the Lego movies, uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. They created Clone High. So these guys, they know their comedy, and I really like them. Um, I don't really worry if I see their names involved with a movie. I'm not that worried because they're really good at like making funny stuff, really. Um, but they uh, helped with this, and uh, that movie strays about the dogs, and uh, the one dog wants to bite that dude's dick off because he like left him out in the woods. <laughs> yeah, they did that one, so that's one of theirs. But I, it made me happy to see their names involved with this because it was pretty damn funny. Um. Tons of famous people. When the credits hit, Katie and I were like, damn, that person's in this. This person's in it. So it blew my mind. But O'Shea Jackson Jr., it's it's Ice Cube's son, uh, one of his sons. I think he has two kids, three kids. Uh, that's a great question. I'm not sure. Yeah, because I, 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 I just know of this one in particular. Yeah, because I couldn't remember in uh, Straight Outta Compton if both of them were in the movie or if it was just O'Shea. I can't remember off the top of my head. But uh is Ray Liotta. It's his last film before he passed away a few months after this movie. Um, was it Jesse Tyler Ferguson? He played Malcolm in Modern Family for what? Mitchell. Mitchell. Where did I get Malcolm from? I'm just, I don't I know. He played Mitchell in Modern Family. Hell, I can't read. Don't mind me. <laughs> and yeah, I had no idea he was in this film until about five minutes ago when I looked at the IMDb. Didn't know, did not know that was him. Yeah, it, it, it when he walked in, I was like, that dude looks familiar. And he's like, oh, it's Mitchell from Modern Family. Ain't that a bitch? Like, it, it's just funny. He's in this. One of the paramedics, he is a comedian. And he, no matter how you feel about TikTok, um, he's probably one of my favorite TikTokers. And he's just the angry Ikea guy. So he's the one that the, the serious music hits. They're like, oh, I used to work here. They have stuff in the back. And then the serious music comes on. He's like, or maybe everything changed. You weren't here yesterday, Janice. You know, he's that guy. He's really fucking funny at just like getting mad about retail. But he was one of the paramedics and he seemed like he was very happy to get murdered by the bear. Spoilers. Um, let me see who else. Uh Carrie Russell. She's actually in this. And fun fact, her husband 
played uh what was that dickhead name andrew c thornton at the beginning dancing to jane by cobra starship not cobra starship starship <laughs> jefferson starship i said cobra starship that jefferson is starship. <laughs> that is a band cobra starship is a band They're but completely different oh absolutely years later yeah jesus but no this is a very fun movie like greg said this is one that you should watch in a group uh it seems to just work better katie and i were giggling and we were questioning things like, you know, maybe you shouldn't put Coke in your mouth. You don't know how much is too much, you know, but there were some ridiculous scenes in this movie. And now I get it that maybe you don't have the time to make a real bear, but I'll get into that later. But uh, a lot of CG and sometimes it wasn't the best looking CG, but I was fine with it. So uh, we'll get through this movie. It's 95 minutes when we explain it. And you can find this movie on Prime. Mm-hmm. Amazon Prime, if you have time. So, back in 1985, this is a, I guess, a period piece, because it's back in 85. Uh, it feels like it in a lot of places. But we meet up with Andrew C. Thornton II, and he is dropping off cocaine from his plane. And, like I said, this actually happened. He dropped him off, and he is about to parachute out with his drug-filled duffel bag on him. And he slips and falls and knocks himself out. And so um, I guess in this version, he does fall out of the plane and he just ploops on the ground. So they kind of made it a little bit silly. It'd been funny if he just was completely covered in bags of Coke and jumps out and it's like the parachute just like malfunction. He's like, oh, God, because that's what really happened. I think that's even funnier. So his body lands in Knoxville, Tennessee. And so a local detective, his name is Bob, <laughs> he He's realizing that the cocaine that landed in his dead body has to be connected to the St. Louis drug kingpin, Sid White. And there has to be more coke out there. So he is going to go on a search to get this. Now, Sid White, he has a son and his son is dealing with loss. His wife, she died from cancer. They don't go any deeper into it, but she just passed away from cancer. So he is very depressed. And Sid, this evil man, is babysitting his son's son, so his grandson. And he's like, I don't like this. This is annoying. So Sid sends his one of his like workers, uh, David, David, no, David, David. Yeah, because David digs. Yeah, mm-hmm. David to help get Eddie, that's his son's name, back on track because he tried to get out of the drug game. And he's like, well. Um, you know, the one thing I was trying to get him out is gone. So let's drag him back into this world. This is the family business, damn it. <laughs> so around this time in Northeast Georgia, we meet up with Dee Dee. So she's a middle schooler living with her mom, Sari. Sari? Sorry? Oh, sorry. I don't think she ever says her name really. Yeah, do they ever say her name? Yes. No. Yeah. Sorry, the nurse. And Dee Dee wants to go paint a waterfall in the forest and so sorry is like well you know my you know my boyfriend wants us to go out on trip with him so we'll just push this little painting trip back and Didi's like that's cool i guess i'm kind of upset but i won't show you because i'll just skip school and go to the waterfall with my friend henry and henry's like i don't know we should be doing this and she's like shut up he's like yes ma'am and so they head out into the woods to find the secret waterfall. So at this point, uh, it does not take long for the kids to find 
a pack of cocaine, a package of it. And Henry's like, oh, this a is brick. This yeah, that's a legit cocaine. fucking brick. Henry's like, this is drugs, you know? And they open it up, and I was sitting there, just hands to my mouth, waiting. I was like, these kids are not about to like ingest cocaine. I'm like, this movie's wild as shit if they do this. And they actually do. Uh, they put the coke in their mouth and then they instantly spit it out because they're like, wow, that tastes terrible. I'm like, oh, thank God. Because one of the kids like lies so he looks tougher to the girl because he has a thing for the girl. And he's like, oh yeah, I do coke all the time. How much, she asks, how much do you do? How Like, what what am I supposed to do? I've never done this before. He's like, oh, you know, about a tablespoon. And then he proceeds to load up <laughs> Like a full cinnamon challenge ass tablespoon of coke. So much cocaine. And put it in each of their mouth. Like they each put a fucking full tablespoon in their mouths and then spit it out because of course you would. It's fucking cocaine. So around this time, they meet up with the cocaine bear. So I'm going to reverse a little bit. The beginning of this movie, like I say, with a lot of horror movies, the best way to open up a horror movie is show people that don't really matter to the plot. Well, half of them don't. And then just get them murdered. It's the best way to show it. You get a really graphic kill and then the credits can hit. So we meet up with Elsa and Olaf. Wow. And they... (laughs) You didn't catch that while we watched it? No. (laughs) I did. The second they said their names, I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) They are hiking through the woods and they see this bear and it's like oh it's so majestic look at it and Olaf zooms in on said cocaine bear and the bear is just headbutting a tree and then like scratching its back but just and he says this bear looks demented like this bear is going through it over there he's wrong with his bear <laughs> and Elsa's like it's fine it's fine then the bear sees him and then the bear just starts hustling that way and one of the rules to dealing with a bear apparently a, with black bears uh, you want to just uh, you don't want to fight him, right? Black, you attack. Oh, oh yeah, supposed black, to swing. Black, Jesus Christ! But uh, you don't see my ass in the woods. So brown, you lie down. Yeah. Yep. There you go. <laughs> but the bear hustles, and Elsa says, "Fuck this noise!" and runs away from said bear. Uh, she gets caught later and gets mauled, and one of her legs just flies off. <laughs> so that was the beginning of the movie, but now. The bear is back in pog form with a whole lot of cocaine in its body. And so the kids, they are getting absolutely terrified by this bear. And the bear sneezes in their face and just shoots coke everywhere. Oh my God. Just have coke all in their bodies. So at this point, uh, the kids, they deal with their issues and we'll come back to them. So the mom, sorry, she realizes that Dee Dee and, well, later, Henry, they did not go to school because the school called the mom, as they should, a responsible school. So she heads out to the woods to catch up to Dee Dee because she's going toward the secret waterfall. So she meets up with Liz, a park ranger, and Peter, her love interest. <laughs> He's like, a, uh, he checks out like wilderness areas. I don't know what, what his job was. He's uh, checking the ecosystem, making sure that the... Like, you know how they tag bears and stuff and you have to keep track of them? Oh. He basically does that to make sure that the animals are producing properly to maintain the population and oh, things okay. like that. So he would have been there to make sure that that mama bear had their cubs, uh, like that everything was running on normal, that they have the right amount of like fish in the stream, same things like that. Oh, sweet. Okay. Yeah. 
the ecosystem job. isn't just completely wrecked. Yeah. So uh, Peter, Liz, and Sari, they find Henry in a tree. And they're like, what you doing, bud? He's like, there's a fucking bear out here. Like, you need to get somewhere. And it's like, bears can climb trees, man. It's, uh, that's not going to stop them. And then they meet up with Cocaine Bear. And then sweet baby Jesus, Liz gets jumped. And she's getting her a- actual ass mauled by the bear. And she's shooting off a gun and she almost shoots the people with her. And so Peter hops into a tree and the cocaine bear is going for Henry, the child, but then gets attracted because Peter's just, you know, coated in cocaine and goes to maul him. And so he's upside down. The bear's in a tree eating his lower half and another leg falls off. That seems to be his favorite thing to do. Just pop a leg off. <laughs> so Henry and Sari scoot off into the forest and Liz, she heads back to her, what, cabin, her park ranger cabin to get help. So while in the cabin, Liz, she meets up with, well, she discovers that some of the neighborhood kids are little assholes. They're called the Champs, And apparently that's just some gang name. And they got their ass kicked by David. So earlier in the movie, they tried to, I don't know, assault him in the restroom as he was like just going to pee. And they had a knife. They were going to just stab him up. And then David just beat the ever-leaving shit out of these children. And he gets stabbed in his back. But eh, it's all good. He's a big dude. And so Eddie and David, they learn from one of the dude champs, his name is Stash, that they found some of the cocaine and they hid it in a gazebo. And so now they're taking Stash out into the woods to look for said cocaine. The other champ, the other two champs, are in the cabin with Liz, the park ranger, and Cocaine Bear comes to say hello. And Liz shoots one of the kids in the head. I don't On know. Accident. Yeah, but it was weird because the bear wasn't like standing up. It was just like sitting. And it was weird that she shot him, but I don't know. And then the bear just attacks that group. Once again, we'll come back to what they're doing. So out in the woods, David and Eddie and Stash, they make it to the gazebo. But Officer Bob, or Detective Bob at this point, really, he finds the package of cocaine first. So they have themselves a little standoff with guns. And oh, no, gunshot goes off in the distance. Oh, shit. Uh, Bob, the cop, goes down and we see Sid from the woods just hit him with a Kennedy killer and took him out. So now all the bad guys are coming together and we find out that Officer Bob, one of the not a partner, but someone in his in his ranks was actually working for Sid. So it's just bad guys everywhere that came out of nowhere. I guess it was supposed to be mind blowing, but I was like, oh, Katie called it before. She was like, oh, somebody's probably telling the bad guy all the things. Oh, immediately, because he was like, uh, I don't know, Sid Sid had called them, had called um, David and them and like let them know that somebody had told, had tipped them off that the yeah. cops were on their way. And I was like, oh, someone in the in the cops is dirty as hell. And boy, howdy. It, it, it was easy. <laughs> it seemed like real easy. So back in the cabin, we see paramedics Beth and Tom. They they come because someone called and Liz is jacked up 
And so it's a pretty cool scene because they use a stethoscope and they can hear like, you know, Liz's heartbeat and stuff. But then they hear her whisper bear and then cocaine bear comes out uh, once again. They use the fact that the bear understands that bags contain cocaine. Well, right now they usually contain cocaine. So Tom throws his like paramedic bag and the cocaine bear is like, oh, cocaine and runs off. And so they hustle to the, the paramedic vehicle and this bear high on cocaine keeps up with it. Now, I don't know how fast ambulances go, but I usually they usually haul ass. But I don't understand how fast she was going, but this bear was keeping up. I know bears are pretty fucking fast when they want to be. And so the bear dives into the back of the, the ambulance, starts mauling everybody. Liz falls out face first as she is strapped to a gurney and just like drags her face along the very rough road. And Beth and Tom get taken out by the cocaine bear. And then the bear hops out and just keeps on walking. Uh <laughs> This bear is just full of the drugs and just wants to run away. So, Sari and Henry, they follow a trail of paint and clothes to find Dee Dee and actually find Dee Dee in a cave. And look, Cocaine Bear is a mom and she has two baby bears and they are so cute and they're just playing in cocaine. Covered in cocaine like little polar bears. Yeah, and they're they're hyped up too. So, (laughs) oh, it's not good. It's not good at all. So, uh, at this point, Stash runs away because David and Eddie meet up with Cocaine Bear. And so Stash is gone from the movie. He just runs away and you never see him again until the end of this movie. So, Sari and Henry meet up with Olaf from the beginning of the movie. Olaf didn't actually die. He actually got away. So, the bear comes back and gets revenge for, I don't know, being alive. I feel bad for Olaf. He didn't do anything. (laughs) So... The crooked cop, Eddie, and David find the cave with, you know, little Coke bears. The Coke bear cave. That's a good name. And there's a ledge behind leading to the waterfall. I guess it's the fall that they were looking for. So Cocaine Bear comes back to the cave. At this point, everyone meets up. All the divergent stories finally meet. And everybody's like, who the fuck are you? He's like, I'm just looking for my kid. And they're like, we're just looking for the cocaine. And Sid is like, we have to find this cocaine because all the Colombian people want this. They're after me. And they're going to kill me if I don't get this coke back. So there is one giant duffel bag full of coke hanging from a tree above them. And so Sid is threatening the kids and the mom. And so Eddie finally stands up and is like, we got to stop this, man. Why Why are you going to shoot them? They're, just, they're not involved in any of this. And then finally, David is like, this ain't, this ain't good, man. And so Sid's like, fuck it, I'll do it myself. And he goes to grab the Coke as Sari, Henry, Didi, and Eddie and David hop off into the water. David actually takes a shot from a gun, but he's all right later. And so Sid refuses to jump into the water to get away from Cocaine Bear, and he goes to grab the bag. He actually wounds Cocaine Bear. Cocaine Bear takes a bullet and goes down, but then he gets caught up in the bag while it's hanging in a tree, and Sid gets disemboweled by Cocaine Bear, and then the cubs start eating his guts like it's spaghetti. Hooray. (laughs) And so the group, they actually 
get out of the cave and they all look at each other and they nod and they head their respective ways and so yeah yeah they're like i'm out of the game man my dad my evil drug dad is gone so i don't really have any reason to stay and sorry found her daughter and the kid that was with her later on we see that stash the leader of the little stupid gang he is hitchhiking to new york with a duffel bag full of cocaine and so that's that's really it honestly so katie who was your favorite character in cocaine bear my favorite character was henry the little boy he was so hilarious every fucking thing that came out of that kid's mouth was just funny as shit <laughs> and even when there was a point where he meets up i think with um jesse tyler ferguson's character and the the lady yeah liz. He, the liz yeah and he's like trying to get the point across that there's a coked out bear here and he's just like letting off all these f-bombs to try and get these adults to fucking listen to him and they're like you are kidding like there's no way that's fucking real and then they end up getting torn up by this fucking bear like you should have fucking listened to henry okay <laughs> <laughs> little kids don't just like spout off f-bombs just because they want to you know it's <laughs> that's not really a thing that they do especially not in the 80s to other to adults like kids were not bad mouthing people like that this kid was like 12 and he just like there's a fucking coke like bear on its fucking cocaine and it's like (laughs) (laughs) just he was so funny greg i actually agree it's definitely henry for me i don't know if this kid is a natural or is a very good young actor (laughs) but his way of delivering his lines just upped the comedy for me. Um, whereas not necessarily everyone was able to do so with, with, with the lines that they had his, his reactions of terror, whether it be just completely numbed in fear. Like for instance, when he at some point says something along lines of, I really wish I could forget that, but I don't think I ever will. (laughs) (laughs) Or, Or just the sheer screams of terror. That come from him when he's freaking out about something. Just every delivery he had of his lines was golden for me. So I just had to break my "I hate kids" with it because he just he did such a great job with with, with what, he, what he had. I could have used more of him actually. I definitely could have used more of him. Yeah, if it, if this movie was the kids encountering the bear, getting away, and then them trying to get ahead of the bear to like warn people and get him out of the way, I would love this movie. A little bit more. I'm fine with adults dying because you can't kill the kids. I mean, you can, but it would just be a bad movie. But have the kids meet more adults and they're like, okay, bears don't eat cocaine, little child. Oh my God, that bear's on coke. And then they get eaten. They're like, fuck. And the the kids are still trying to like warn people. I think that'd be a pretty cool storyline. I'd be absolutely fine with that. But um, to not just triple team on the idea of a really cool kid in a movie, um, my second choice was the cocaine bear. That bear was awesome. Uh, true to its its life, I want cocaine. And that's it. <laughs> if you're if you're in the way to say cocaine, I will beat you up. Actually, I will eat you. Um, it's funny. It, I wish they did more druggy things. Like there were a couple of spots where the the bear actually did lines off of people. And I was like, that's hilarious. Yep. Give me more of that. Um, 
a couple spots like the bear would like wipe its nose because you know it just coke is up its up its everything honestly it would exhale puffs of cocaine smoke from its right? nose frequently <laughs> that bear was absolutely hilarious and i'm glad that she survived so they can make another one if they want to but i mean i don't know how long the coke's gonna last because that's just one day and it ate a lot of coke in one day so um maybe it just smells cocaine and just like we must hibernate we must travel to the, where the cocaine is maybe it's just oh. in the another country they only found four bags and at the very beginning he tossed a ton he tossed like 20 bags out of that plane yeah so they only found like four because there was the one in the gazebo that the gang had hidden yeah um there was the one in the cave the one that was hanging on the tree and then the one that the guy had at the end yeah so honestly yeah there's tons more bags out there for the bear to ingest Oh, and I'll, one that, like, I guess the kids stumbled upon. So five, they, there was five bags. I want a whole ecosystem series, basically. I want the next one to be like, now you brought it up, so now I have the idea stuck in my hand of like a cocaine whale somehow. Yeah. Uh, cocaine trout. Uh, cocaine birds. I want like and, cocaine deer. Like, some, Oh yeah, deer. There we go. Deer. Deer. Some deers yeah. run into like the piles of coke that this bear just like didn't end up ingesting somehow cocaine horde of cocaine raccoons oh my god and then cocaine by the fourth raccoons. or fifth one they join forces like like the power rangers of cocaine animals in the cocaine infested <laughs> oh my forest. god cocaine. yeah i'd watch it Can you imagine like one of those just cocaine bear like the actual bear with like a little cocaine raccoon on his shoulder like group <laughs> just having a, ra- a having rocket on his shoulder like, make like one giant being megazord of co- oh my goodness yes of <laughs> make it happen animals. in the strike now right fucking voltron of animals i like it <laughs> <laughs> um so katie who was your least favorite character or idea in cocaine bear uh, my least favorite character was sid and not for lack of like acting, Ray Liotta acted the shit out of it. It was great, but just his overall character. I don't like drug dealers in like most movies. There's some that's not my thing. And he, his lack of compassion made him hard to root for. Oh yeah, like they made him. He was evil. Com- yeah, he was completely unsympathetic to anything that was happening around him. Like his daughter-in-law died, and he was like, well. Oh, well, I guess my son's back into the drug game. And the only thing he cared about through that whole movie was his own self-preservation, which is obnoxious. Like, I get it, but also is super obnoxious. So he was my least favorite. Greg. Um, honorable mention to Dee Dee, the daughter, for being a defiant teenager, because that'll never fly with me. But actually, the nurse, sorry, the mother, in terms of plot, her shirking her responsibility. Did I use the term right? Shirking yes, her responsibilities. Shirking, yeah. shirking her responsibilities to her daughter, being a loving mother and attentive mother, was what caused all of this because you wanted to go on a trip with your boyfriend instead of being out in nature with your daughter and painting a beautiful waterfall. Not the choice I would have made. Not that I want kids, but if I'm gonna have them, I'm not gonna push them aside for a trip with a boyfriend when I've already made my gave her my word. Uh, so the, all, all this is your fault. Acting wise, I just I'm someone who re- she essentially in this film is the is the straight man. 
Yeah. Even though you typically don't have that, and I guess, I guess you could also have it in like horror comedies, but you you know you typically reserve that idea for like a straight up comedy. But in any sense, she's a straight man. She's not necessarily there to deliver a lot of comedy. And she had maybe one. The one moment I enjoyed from her is when she conned the the kids into into admitting they took coke. But other than that, like <laughs> she didn't really do it for me as a as a straight man. And straight men for me can just in within the straight man role be very very funny to me just by how they bounce off of and react to the situations of those who are giving me the laughs and i just didn't really get that from her yeah so I, if you're not going to give me that then i'd rather you just not be in the film and we just focus on the funny and not the the sentimental family element of the plot that was wholly unnecessary oh yeah so i went with extra plots i didn't care about so there is an overarching idea in this movie, and it's all about uh, the family, because we see Cocaine Bear has babies, and is tr- well, I don't, she was there to protect them, but she was all about cocaine for a little bit. <laughs> and as, we, as were the babies. Yeah, yeah, the, the, it was a family affair. So Sid and Eddie and Eddie's child—that's a whole relationship right there. Um, Officer Bob. He had a dog because he like he was looking to adopt. So there were a lot of people in this movie that were just trying to work out their family issues. And I don't know. It just wasn't enough time to get me to really care about it. I did not care about Eddie, but I disliked more things more than him. Like he was very depressed and I get it. Lost his wife, but he didn't really stay that sad. But I guess seeing a bear on cocaine makes you forget or put things on a back burner for a little bit he's been sad for months yeah at this point it just it's a shame that david you know i guess that was his technical straight man but david was the grumpy one so he was kind of it was a weird relationship with them cracking jokes out because david was the grumpy one and usually the grumpy person's the one that's setting up the jokes for the silly person but it was no silly person for him i guess the bear was a silly person well his partner was even in his sadness he was the silly one within his sadness i suppose yeah because i guess you were intended to and you did kind of like not laugh at his misery about his 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 loss but just how he moped and really wanted him to wanted david to grow in sensitivity i guess (laughs) so i guess in that way that was supposed to be the the funny man of the two yeah i guess so but I, I just the overarching idea of family in this movie, I, I it wasn't enough for me. And honestly, when the movie's called Cocaine Bear, I just wanted Cocaine Bear. It really could have really been like a Friday Thirteenth movie. Uh, when Jason's not on the screen, kids are running, trying to deal with stuff, and then Jason pops back up. Uh, I'd love to sit down and work out the percentages of how much screen time Jason gets and murders, but it's gotta be more than 75 percent of the time jason is on screen yeah. or he's murdering somebody i needed a higher percentage of bear yeah like, it was definitely worth the wait once you know he popped back up and was chasing someone down <laughs> even if it was you know the random paramedics who lasted all of three minutes in this film yeah but i, I could have used a higher percentage for sure yeah absolutely so that was kind of my issue if you're gonna try to dip into something thoughtful or you know thought provoking do it and go in deep you know don't just go surface level because 
Yeah, this, this wasn't this wasn't the film for it. Yeah, some people go into movies they want to think, and some people I just want to see a cocaine bear. <laughs> so let's do seven word synopsis. I have two of them. The first one is kids tasting cocaine scene was real funny. Now I don't know what it is about just kids and drugs. I don't know, like with kids, that movie there was drugs in that movie, and I get that wasn't funny at all. That was just that movie was the opposite of funny. <laughs> yeah, that was sad, but. Did you say kids? Yeah, the movie Kids. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That wasn't funny, but... There was a lot of drugs. Yeah, there was drugs in that. Wasn't it all pot, though? No, she took... Uh, no. She took ecstasy. Yeah, old girl at the end, I thought she was on something else. Stronger. Plus, there's just... a difference between, like, 16, 17-year-olds, which is what the movie Kids is, and these, like, middle schoolers who were just like, I'm mad at my mom. Like, there's a big difference there. Yeah. Yeah, taste the cocaine. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Take a tablespoon of cocaine. And so uh what I said earlier, I wanted more bear in bear movie. So yeah, just give me more of the bear. <laughs> when the bear's not on screen, people should be asking, where's the bear? When is the bear coming back? Katie. Plane of cartel heroin destroys ecosystem lives. <laughs> Yeah. Ecosystem uh colon lies, I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then bear family with coke addiction terrorized forest. Those bears were jacked up at the end. Yeah. yeah. Great. I had two, but they're pretty redundant. So I'm just gonna go with my one. Uh family of coke fiend grizzlies get grizzly. <laughs> That's a good one. Nice. They are coke fiends. <laughs> Man, I feel bad for them in a week. They're gonna be scratchy. We uh -oh. did. We did. Those kids are going to be dead, at least. You know, they yeah. don't have the constitution for that, I would imagine. Well, hell, this world's weird, man. That bear should have been dead by now, so maybe they're strong enough. We don't know what type of coke this is. Might be special bear grade. I don't know. but So low grade? grade? Hell, I don't know. Got that bear grade choice for Prime. <laughs> so this film came out February 24th, 2023. So what do you guys think the budget for Cocaine Bear was? Katie said 20 million dollars greg 15 million 15 the budget for this film was 30 to 35 million dollars oh that's ridiculous yeah um I mean, it was kind of a stack cast yeah and apparently the group that worked on the new avatar movie helped with the cg of the bear that's <sighs> weird bear could have been better but i was fine avatar could have been better so yeah you're right <laughs> I did. I've never finished Avatar. Yeah, I've haven't seen the first one in a very long time. I didn't even bother with the second one because there haven't been enough advancements in CGI. So they waited eighty-two years. So yeah, I know, and nothing changed. Like it looked <laughs> the same as the first movie. Like I'm. Yeah, they could have just your big draw in the first one was how advanced the CGI was. So they could have just did the second one. Yeah. So what do you guys think the box office was, Katie? I said a hundred million dollars because this movie came out and everybody was talking about it. Greg, eighty, not eighty dollars, obviously eighty million. What? Eight? Huh? Eighty million. Eighty million. 80? Okay, yeah. I thought you said Annie at first. I was like, well, why would I say broad? <laughs> Any amount. Any amount. It made some money. Like, yes, you are right. It did make some money. <laughs> so. Cocaine Bear made $89.3 million. Nice work, Greg. <laughs> so it's funny. It came out around the same time as Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania. Now, 
I don't know if there was a real, you know, Sophie's choice with people. They're like, do I watch a movie with a bear on Coke or Ant-Man? You watch both. Yeah. So it, I think just think the idea was just very, I don't know if niche is the right word. I don't think everybody's going to go see Cocaine Bear, you know? I, I couldn't picture my mom like, hey, I'm, I'm going to go see Cocaine Bear this week. You want to come with me? Like, Cocaine Bear? Really? You going to watch that? Shit, I'll go. It just doesn't seem like the type of movie. Uh, I don't know what type of group, but some people wouldn't go see. So I think that's... People who don't like gore. Oh, yeah. That was, go see it. This movie was fucking graphic. <laughs> but, I mean, it's made its money. So, you know. But I was thinking it'd probably make at least a hundred million when I was, like, looking up stuff about it. I'm like, yeah, everybody was talking about this. Got close. And at this point, like, uh, Blu-ray and DVD came out, and it came out video-on-demand premium two weeks after the uh, theatrical release. So um, a lot of folks didn't go to the movies to see it. They're like, oh, shit, I can just watch it at home. So, but Yeah. Well, that's how a lot of movies are right now. Yeah. That kind of... They're only in the theater for, like, a minute, and then they're like, oh, well, it's already on demand. I could just rent it at my house for $4. Yeah. I got friends that do that. They're like, yeah, why why pile all my kids in a car and then struggle and fight in the theater? I can just wait a couple weeks and then I can just watch it at home. Oh, yeah. If you got kids, why? Comfort. Yeah. So, minority kill count. I have Officer Bob. I think that, oh, no. No. The paramedic, she was Asian. Paramedic. Officer Bob was not killed by the bear. He was shot. Yeah, but he still died in the movie. I thought it has to be by, like, whatever's trying to get you, though. Yeah, but. Huh. You know, funny. like, you got killed by circumstance. You got killed by a monster, but it was Sid. Oh. <laughs> Way to stretch it. Way to stretch it. All right. Anybody passed the paramedic? Mm. I don't think so. Everybody else was white. And the bear lived. So, so you, counted the, you counted the Asian woman? Yeah. Paramedic? Yeah. No other brown people went down in this movie. Nope, just two. So the new number is 394 in a Tito Turtle, in a house, in a plane full of vampires. So does anybody have anything else to say about Cocaine Bear before we get out of here? This movie's really funny. If you have friends who don't mind gore, you should watch this with them. This is a great, like, oh, we're just sitting around and like drinking. And watching this ridiculous ass movie. Yeah, great for the background. Surely, based off of the other various Man vs. Beast films we've gotten over the years, surely this is going to have at least one sequel, you would think. So, oh, go ahead. I think, okay, I thought Katie was looking up. So, as you say that, there is a cocaine shark movie on its either on its way out or it is out already. And then a movie called Slother House. And it's about a murderous sloth taking out people. And I understand how the sloth is moving fast enough to catch people, but it is. Yeah, I didn't hear any mention of cocaine in that title. So how is this sloth like moving any faster than it normally would? Probably drugs or evil, powered by something. <laughs> Might be a demonic mm-hmm. sloth. We don't know. But I think the allure of just animals doing stuff that they really shouldn't be doing and like, you know, puppet forms and stuff, I think it's just the funniest fucking thing. So uh, there will always be people that want to do movies like that. They're like, what about cocaine? What about a shark? They're like, yeah, uh, here's a couple million. In February of this year, the writer of Cocaine Bear, Jimmy Warden, said in an interview that he has plans for many 
many many sequels he said yeah for sure not just a sequel many sequels cocaine bear in space is where we would probably end <laughs> i think i'm watching that interview right now on imdb <laughs> I, I as as you said right after before you said that the caption said something about in space so i think that's yep yeah, yeah. so he said no, I'm fucking with you about Cocaine Bear Goes to Space. But, oh. but for the sequels, I definitely have ideas for that. The bear's not the bad guy in this movie. What happened is a product of circumstance and everyone else's poor decisions. I think that is a story that we can continue to tell over and over again. I'd be oh, excited God. to tell it because there are some really good ideas that we have for subsequent movies. Don't try to get all holy on me now. Come on now. Just trying to have some fun. Yeah, here's a message. Don't, don't give me no message. Come yeah. on, man. <laughs> I don't want no message. Yeah, I don't need any metaphors. Oh, here you go. I'm not done with the Cocaine Bear saga yet, but as for spinoffs, I've seen some great ideas in the corners of the internet. It feels like we'll have every animal in existence do cocaine until we can come full circle and just make movies about humans doing it again. Cocaine duck bill platypus. Then we'll move on to MDMA and ayahuasca. There's no limit. Jesus. Thanks, Aaron Rodgers. Thanks. Duckbill platypus. They have like hooks on their feet and stuff. Oh, so Elizabeth Banks, she wants to do Cocaine Shark. I swear I saw a cover. Maybe it might have been fake, but I swear I saw something that said Cocaine Shark. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll see if it's real or not, but I I feel... You said 175 pounds? That bear's supposed to be 500 pounds. Sorry, the real bear. Oh, the real bear. Okay. real bear is 175 okay. pounds. This bear was way bigger. Yeah, 175 is real small for a bear. Yeah, yeah, that seems yeah. Yeah, it's just a normal thought bear. Thought you made a mistake. No, 175 is small for a bear. That's it like is. smaller than most people yeah. at this point. It's probably hungry. That's why it ate the coke. <laughs> I don't think that's why it ate the coke. <laughs> you know? <laughs> hey, I saw somebody funny. get attacked by a bear and then just eaten. And then people found a skeleton of fucking rib cage because the bear was like, I'm hungry. And just stayed. Usually bears don't stay that long if you fuck with them enough. Dude was like fighting the bear and just like, I'm hungry. <laughs> so with that, that is the end of this episode. If you have any other cool fun facts about cocaine or bears or combining the two things, you can tweet us at Pod. We have an email. It is Presents at gmail.com We have a Facebook app. Presents. Cocaine Shark looks a fucking mess. The trailer is straight up. Oh, that's atrocious. Oh, that's butt cheeks. I'd watch it. So it's like 1998. That's clip art. Oh, it's awful. Gotta watch it. It was not done by Elizabeth Banks. Yeah, I I watch shitty stuff all the time. That just made me smile. So this was episode 14 in the books in the pocket out of sight. We have 17. Yeah, that's that equals 31. We have 17 more movies out there. Um, so. I have now cultivated a little bit of a list of just animals fighting people and stuff. And I have a really good one that I am a very excited to show Katie and Greg. So we will do that next time. So the music you're listening to right now, that's Flippin' a Combined Effort, Flippin' a CE, and where you can find them, a studio pizza. Thank you so much for the artwork. So for Katie, for Greg, for Bella that ran away somewhere, Cocaine Cougar, goddamn, uh, it's happening. All the animals are getting cocaine in their bodies. Well, but these are my, like, shitty-ass people. They, like, saw that Cocaine Bear was, like, pretty good, and everyone was like, yeah, let's make this other shit. They're gonna run away with this. This is happening, man. The future is now. <laughs> so, like always, thank you so much for listening. We will be back tomorrow with another scary movie. Okay, bye, guys. Bye! If you want to get now, around, around, cocaine. <laughs>
I actually shouldn't be saying that because he is a staunch racist. Click this out. <laughs> <laughs>